to MimiPierceDesigns.com, the podcast. And now, here's Mimi Pierce. Hello, friends, and welcome to Mimi Pierce Designs, the podcast. It is finally officially summer. And boy, did it feel like it around Indiana over the weekend, uh, the weekend with Father's Day. Hopefully that uh, you were able to celebrate your father over the weekend. It was a little tough. Sometimes it's tough on Father's Day. Uh, I lost my dad 10 years ago and it doesn't seem like Father's Day, they get any easier. Um, But, you know, I have great memories and that's what I try to think of on Father's Day. Now for Jim, a little tougher this year. This was the first Father's Day without his father. And so it, it's been a tough couple of days. And he, his father always wanted to go. His dad was a big, big, Grampy was a big, big baseball fan. And uh, a year ago, we had tickets to go to the game, but it was a storm and we weren't able to go. And then Jim's dad passed away. So Jim had this regret that he did not get to take his dad to an Indians game. That's just one thing he wanted to do. So he decided on Father's Day that in order to honor his dad, um, that we would go to Victory Field to see an Indians game. Of course, we picked one of the hottest days uh, of the year to go uh, down to Victory Field. I know this is hard to believe, I grew up in this area, Martinsville, grew up, you know, going to college in Indianapolis. I have never been to an Indianapolis Indians game. Now, I've been to high school playoffs there, so I've been to Victory Field. And what Jim and I could not figure out, twenty that stadium has been there 25 years. And that was just, and I'll tell you something else that has changed. Uh, The concession stands. Used to when you go to these kind of events, well, I'm used to Corbin's baseball is what I'm used to, where you get hot dogs and popcorn and Coke. Wow. The concession stands at the Indians game? Wine slushies. (laughs) And a whole array. It looks like they try to use a lot of local breweries. So that's nice. But I was just amazed at just the selections that you have. So we're talking uh, the Indians game. We had a really, really good time. And um, I could tell. It just, Jim needed that in order to honor his father on Father's Day. And um, it, it was a good day, even though it was a, a little steamy out there. We weren't in one of those sweet, cool boxes at the top, but um, we did have a we did have a good time. So we're talking about sports, and of course, uh, not only Jim, his love for baseball, but you'll recall that my son Corbin, who is 24, soon will be 25, um, his love for sports, you know, has a couple of passions. Now he went to camp, and I'm going to let him tell you in a minute about the camp. Now, I was used to him going to Camp Tecumseh. I loved Camp Tecumseh. So, hi, Corbin. Hello. Yeah, you remember good old Camp oh, Tecumseh? Oh, gosh, yes. You yes. still have some lots of, my, of... Some of my favorite times growing up were, uh, were going to Camp Tecumseh, meeting a lot of great people, and you know, there's still some people I'm in contact with today You know that I had met it's, all those years ago at camp. It's just those connections that you make. Okay, so you went to... Big boy camp. I sure did. <laughs> this camp um, was, uh, they only take so many to this camp. And um, tell us what this camp was about and uh, just some different things about the camp. Yeah, so on the fact that they only take so many, um, they had a registration, you know, a couple months back, whatnot. Um, filled up 70 people at the camp, uh, filled in about seven hours uh, from the original release. 
Um, so I was, you know, super fortunate that I was able to get in. Um, so yeah, this camp was a, uh, basketball officials camp. Um, as you know, we've talked about before, I, you know, want to take my career and, you know, see where I can go in the basketball world as an official. Um, and so, yeah, so I went down to Florida. It was actually, uh, Eric Lewis, uh, Ted Brown, uh, they're, they're Are they camp. both NBA they're, officials? They both have a lot of experience. Eric is a is a current um, NBA official, longtime NBA official. He actually uh, was on Game Six of the. Uh, Tell that story. Yeah. So um, it was so, his camp, right? Yeah, I mean, it's his, like him and Ted Brown, right? Which are and NBA yep, officials. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, and so, anyways, yeah, Eric. Uh, it was you know Thursday through Sunday, and Thursday night. Uh, we had some, you know, classroom sessions where we, you know, went over plays and, you know, how, how to look at plays, where we need to be, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. And Eric Lewis was supposed to be there. And two days before he had, um, he had just gotten assigned to game six in LA, uh, the Clippers and the jazz. Um, so unfortunately he couldn't be there on Thursday night, but crazy thing is, is he got up at. 3.30 3.30 on Thursday morning, um, caught a flight at 6.30 to go out to Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. Spent the day in Los Angeles on Thursday. Um, the game was Friday night. Um, and 8 o'clock on Friday or on Thursday night, he's Zoom calling with us. Oh my going gosh. over plays. And we're having to look at in the, the high school gym we were in had these huge, you know, monitors, monitors yes. um, on the walls. And so we Zoomed him in. He ran over plays. You know, kind of talked to us. Um, so that was pretty cool. To, the so fact was that, that after he'd done the game or he still had to do no, the game? No, he still had to do the next day. Oh, okay. So, so but he had been up since 3.30 because he had done a game the night before. Had to fly in the morning out to L.A. Um, for that game Friday. Um, he got done Friday uh, with the game. Caught a red eye on Friday night. To Florida, uh-huh. so he could be there Saturday and Sunday with so us. So, how is that so last minute in a world where there's so many? I mean, NBA officials, you and you know how many there are, right? I mean, why did he only find out like two days before these games? These games, did someone? I, you know, was he like an alternate? How do you how do you well, do that? You, you just... Sometimes you don't know what, how far the series is going to go, okay. and they get another game in the series, and you know he's. You know, he's top five play callers, accurate play callers in the NBA. So they probably, I mean, they, they don't form their crews, you know, weeks in advance. You oh, know, they're, okay. they're pretty much, I mean, they're not on the spot, but. Like in the you, Big Ten, you pretty much, I mean, know your game schedule well until so, you get into the. Yeah, probably the more bracket. so in, in, in at the college level. But the NBA level, you know, they have the resources to where they can, you know, he's he just finished a game. Oh well, we want you to do game six in L.A. We want you wow. with this crew. We think this is a good crew. So then, here we go. We'll fly you out to L.A. and boom. But then know. he actually flew back to and the then, camp. Yeah, he got done with the game on Friday night. Caught a red eye from L.A. down to um, to you know Sarasota, and he was there bright and early on uh, on uh, Saturday morning. So. Yeah. And so what did you actually, uh, you actually did games and where did these players or these uh, teams come from that you did the officiating of their games? Yeah. So they, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of high school teams, a lot of varsity high school teams from around the Sarasota, Bradenton, Tampa area. They all came down 
we had four different locations. We were at four different high schools. Um, we had about eight courts worth of games, and so um, so yeah, they were from all all around that that western kind of yeah. Florida area. Okay, so you are an IHSAA official, and you've been told this. There's two different IHSAA officiating a high school game is way different, right? Than officiating. So I mean, you kind of had to adjust. How do they critique you because you're doing a high school game in comparison to a professional game? Well, and that that was the thing is, although we have a lot of NBA college people there, um, they we went off high school rules. Oh, okay. So we went off high school rules now. Um, a couple of the clinicians that we had there, you know, when they'd come see us at halftime or a timeout to kind of discuss the game, there were a couple of times where they said, you know, what are your aspirations? What are your, and if there were three of us that said we do college or want to do college in my case, um, they said, well, why don't we work on a little bit of college mechanics as far as rotations, okay? okay. As far as, you know, when you report foul calls, in high school, you go table side, right? When you report and you stay. Okay. And in college, a lot of the times they report the foul and go opposite table side. So it's like little stuff like that. that um, people wouldn't even. No, I mean, you don't really. You just think, oh, these refs are moving. If you're watching a basketball game, you the, know, the, it's the mechanics. It's, yeah, it's the small little mechanics, the situational stuff. You know, some of the rules. So. Um, you know, so yeah, it, all, we, for the most part, we, we reffed it as high school basketball. Okay. You know, we use high school rules, this and that. There were a couple ca- occasions where I got with a couple different people, partners and whatnot, and, um, they had aspirations of working college level ball or professional. And so the clinician said, well, Hey, why don't you work on your college rotations? You know, if you guys are all aspiring, you might as well start practicing working it now on, on college. You know, where it's, it's in a game that doesn't necessarily matter you know not right right exactly so you talk about mechanics so you were being watched in particular yes. um you had called me um just to kind of check in i was wanted to see how things were going down there for you and you had told me about one female official that you kind of had a little officiating crush if that's what it is uh, <laughs> on this one particular officiate official yes and her name is Ashley Moyer. Ashley Moyer, and so you said, "Mom, I just hope that she is not going to be the one to critique me tonight because I just know because I have a little crush on her, right?" So <laughs> <laughs> they're not that much older than you. Some of these I, are no, not that much. It's crazy. So what happens, Corbin? Well, I get my first game of the day <laughs> in and went really well and. And um, I look at my assignment for my next game and what court I'm on. And actually, my, my good friend that I went down there with, he had been on that court before me. And I said, hey, you know, who, who were your clinicians? And sure enough, Ashley was a clinician. <laughs> so now, Woo, now, now, I'm the already, now I'm already nervous because I'm, I'm working these games in front of, you know, big time officials who are, you know, there to critique us and help us, right? And sure enough, I get... Her to do that too. So, and what what she what did she say to you? Um, well, initially at the start of the game, she came up and critiqued me a little bit. Um, I was fidgeting my hands a little bit. Would right? you do this? I think it's kind of I just do. a nervous, or it just yeah. gets the energy yeah. out well, before she, a game. Yeah, it just kind of relaxes, you know. It's yeah. just kind of a relaxing. You know, I can kind of just hold my hands together and you know, kind of just watch the play and you know, yeah. instead of feeling like a statue, right? Right. But right. but I understand what she's saying, but. 
No, I, I, uh, she, uh, she told me that I, she said, hey, you know, get that, get that, you're doing a good job. She said, you, you definitely got, you definitely got the look. So, and I'm like, well, <laughs> where'd you get the uh, look? Uh, Did I'm you like, get the looks from your mama? Oh, or it's probably, like, yeah. Probably. Well, well, speaking of looks, because, I mean, you're pretty particular about the, and you wore your IHSAA, um, uniform. Yeah. But you were saying that, um, and Corbin has mentors here in Indiana that help him and. Friday. Yes. That are helping him along the way. They knew that he was going to this camp, yeah. and they knew what a, a pretty big deal it was to you. And I think you told me that uh, someone said, "Hey, you know, if it's we're in Florida, if you want to wear shorts." And your mentors had said to you, "Yeah, whatever, so, yeah." So yes, I mean, just something that I've heard from a lot of guys, you know, that have kind of taken me under their wing. There's there's quite a few. Um, they they told me that anytime you go to a camp wear pants it just looks professional well they don't wear shorts when yeah when you when you are at college or at any level no and and granted you know aau ball is different but i'm at a camp where there's people that you know i want to look my best in front of and so sure enough in the email um that they'd sent out to us they said shorts Mm -hmm. specifically right right so my first game i walk in and throw my pants on and two other partners were kind of caught off guard and they're like, well, we want to look more like a crew. And so I could tell they were a little, you know, and they were in shorts and they were in shorts. And I said, well, if you guys got pants, you want to throw them on by all means, but I don't have shorts with me. So pants is my only option. And that's, that's how I want to, you know, that's, that's just what I was told. And I want to, I want to look the part. Right. And and it turned out to be a good thing because yes. later after your critiquing session, they were impressed, of course, that, or you'd follow the rules. Yes, yes. Thank you, mentors. Or yeah, where right. you, well, and, right. and you want, I know that you want to do that because it's the look. I mean, yeah. and, and let's face it, a lot of it has yeah. to do with yeah. your appearance. It's huge. and it's huge. And as as just, kind of stupid as it sounds. Right. You know, at, at the, at, at least, you know, probably the college men's level, NBA level. Um, yeah, it's one thing to be a really good official, but if if you don't look good on the court, then right, you right. know, the NBA is a business, you know. Well, so, and here, um, but speaking of that, yeah, I, I wanted to, yeah, just speaking of the look, right, you know, because I wore pants after my second game that day, mm-hmm. um, Jonathan Sterling, who's an NBA official, he actually, we ended our game, and before him and a couple other NBA officials were going to critique us. He had made a comment. He said, first off, I want to give compliments to my man. Uh, whoever his tailor is did a really good job. I like the pants, so I got to give you a shout out. So, so, there you go. Pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's something small, but, but you yeah. know, the fact that I wore pants and a lot of guys wore shorts, and, you know, so I kind of stood out a little bit, and obviously, it, you know, that helped. stood out somewhat. So Right. How old is the oldest? I might be throwing you off here. How Old is probably the oldest uh, ref. Maybe, maybe sixties. Okay. Maybe early sixties. Do most of these officials? They don't. Although I, I keep reading about this one in particular that's fairly young, not much older than you. So how how did he jump so quickly to that NBA level? Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's, I mean, there's there's a lot of really good young officials. I mean, there's a ton. Plethora, right? right? So, you go to a camp, right? You go to a camp. You go to a, whether it's a you know a, a teaching or learning camp or a hiring camp. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's two different things. 
Um, you never know who's going to be there, who, who's going to see you. Um, you know, and if you if you know your stuff, you look good out there doing it. You know, yeah. after the game, someone walks in, and sure enough, hey, we want you to come to this camp, or hey, we want you to come try out for this. You know, right. I know there's some officials who work a ton of college ball, and before they get a shot at you know the G League or the WNBA or you know the NBA, and then there's some officials who are, I mean. Like you said, there's a lot of young officials that are in the NBA right now, you know. Tyler Ford. I mean, yeah. Who's him. right here local. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, Tyler Ford, he, you know, he worked college ball for, you know, a couple of years. Um, but he, he got his, you know, he was he got put in front of someone. They saw him, liked him, thought he was a really, you know. Yeah. He didn't do a whole lot of college ball. I mean, not, you know, six, seven years of it before he. So were these, these camp, uh, the the people that were participating, what level? I mean, you're an IHSAA official. Were what level were most of these campers? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 level are they? I mean, you may not have no, gotten yeah. the opportunity to find out, but I mean, your your friend, Kita. Yeah. He does. He does. He does high school well, he varsity. He does IHSA with and, you. And he he's done a little bit of um, you know small college and you know a couple semi pro. Um, games, but a lot of them are, I mean, there's a lot of high school. I mean, that's probably the majority, um, but there's quite a few guys that do college. I mean, do Division three, Division two, JUCO, um, and whatnot. Just junior college. Yeah, junior college, yep. Uh, and then there's some who are pretty much beginners, you know, so it's it's a wide variety of Do you think they're there. really there, and, and it may just vary from person to person like you are, I mean, Let's let's face it. I mean, you're shooting for the stars. I mean, you have yeah. a passion. You have a passion for golf, you know, yeah. um, and you have a passion for officiating. And right now, you're following both of those dreams, which I think, you know, I know I'm your mom, but <laughs> I mean, that's pretty amazing yeah. that right now at your age, you're able to follow both of those dreams because of the golf world, and you have great people that understand that you have a passion for that too. So, yeah. so we're in the yeah. height of golf season, I know. So they're they're understanding, um, you know, because they know that this is also um, a dream that that you want to follow as as well. And in fact, you came home and said <laughs> you've now been invited to another camp. I have, yeah, yep, so, yep. So we're <laughs> trying to figure all that out, right? But. Uh, but yeah, got it invited to a camp down in Atlanta, um, which is looking looking forward to. Um, you know, hopefully I can get it get it all worked out and whatnot. But yeah, I think you know it's another great opportunity, and you know it's I don't I don't expect to be Division One men's or women's or NBA you know tomorrow or right, in a right. week or months but or you, you know year like we or said, two, right? you but, have the passion and you know and and that's the way I mean unfortunately a lot of times in the world or fortunately I mean it's it's where you're getting noticed and who, who, who you're, you're connecting yeah. with I mean, and it's, it's, that's the name of the game <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I mean you gotta you Literally. gotta yeah you gotta show it on the court and it's who you, who you meet off the court do, as well. Do they? I know we're talking about the professional league. I mean, do they tell you how at this particular camp? How, how do officials deal with like a LeBron James? I mean, that just seems that seems weird. You've got these just million multi millionaire players, and I mean, do they 
in these camps, do they teach officials how how you deal with that side of things? Yeah, I mean, and they they talk they talk a little bit about you know how to how to communicate with coaches and and how to communicate with players. Um, Eric Lewis, one of his biggest points, um, was you know it's it's all about respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll show you respect as a player. I understand you may not like my calls all the time, right? But I'm letting you know that I'm doing my job to the best of my ability. I respect what you're doing on the court. I would hope that you would show the same respect, you know, yeah. to me. And so that was kind of his biggest thing. They didn't go into, you know, this huge detail. One-on-one, on one, like certain, who would you, certain, certain players. Yeah, certain players, this and that. But, um, you know, kind of as a, a general, you know, statement, it was more so, you know, if you show them respect, they'll show you respect. And when they don't, that's when you know that you got to either warn them and let them know, hey, hey, I would never, you know, I'm never – you know, showing you up. I'm never trying to make you look bad, you know, and you're doing that to me. So here's a warning. Right. Right. We have a line now that's been established. Okay. Now, if you want to cross that line, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. You're going to get a technical foul. You're going to, you know, this and that. Right. Or you can stay below the line, not cross it. We're good. You know, so it's kind of, you know, it's as, as simplistic as it is. It, I mean, it's, it's really all about respect. Um, that's, that's, well, we all, if we'd all live life that way, you know, (laughs) in general, it's just not that it's just learning to respect everyone. Um, you mentioned Ashley, uh, the referee, but there, there are how many females now? I couldn't tell you off the top, but I know, I know we had, we had three, there was eight, seven or eight officials from the NBA that were at this camp. And, um, I believe three or four of them were females. Who are in the NBA currently? Um, not only that, but there were a couple um, G League, uh, which is the kind of the minor leagues of the right NBA below the yeah. Okay, um, and there were there were I think three or four of them there, and three of the four were women. Yeah. You know, and there's crazy. actually there's actually a husband and wife yeah. team yep. that are both. That how are both how does that happen? Come yeah, on, that's, that's, that's <laughs> and a, they're pretty that'd young. Be a pretty cool household too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lauren Lauren Holtkamp and. Jonathan Sterling, yeah. Yeah, uh, so speaking about that being a pretty cool household, it'd probably be a pretty wealthy household, right? I'm sure they're not, not hurting. <laughs> but let, let's, sure let's talk about that. It's because this the salary, I mean, you read about it and everything. We're talking, uh, you know, beginning maybe at $180,000, is that? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, and then the big if guys. If you're a full-time, because some, some officials will... They won't become full time, but they will work some NBA games. You know, they'll get paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. But they, they, you know, it's almost like they're trying to make that transition from WNBA or G League to the NBA. The officials, they, you know, they, they kind of look at them, give them a couple games, and then they'll hire them on, right? right. So, but yeah, if you're full time NBA official, um, yeah, most of them, I believe, anywhere from probably 150 to 180 to start. Woo. And then your veteran, longtime officials. I'm sure Eric Lewis is probably right there, Alone. close to you know the that, half million half mark, probably. Mark. And then for him, bonuses. I, I was too. yeah. I mean, just like players, they get bonuses too. But I was reading somewhere where um, just to do one of those games, the preliminary games, um, I think for like one game, he made thirty thousand dollars. It wouldn't surprise me. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me. But then when you look at the big picture, the athletes, what they're making, you true, know, but true. in comparison, I mean, but that still is, is, uh, <laughs> not pennies. It's no, definitely, no, not, definitely. But I, I thought that was neat that a husband and wife, um, 
and somehow there had to be a connection there. I'm sure. You can't <laughs> you can't sure. tell me that yeah. yeah, they're just both, you know, out there and being recruited, but um but that was I thought that was a neat story. So you, you came away from this camp, um really you, you learned a lot. Not only just about, like you said, the game, but you know, just in general. Yeah, just I mean, met met a lot of great people. Um you know, it's cool. I was telling everyone, you know, they were asking, oh, is it worth it? I'm like, I'm like a, a kid in a candy store, you know? Yeah. Friday, Friday, we're sitting there listening to Ted Brown, one of the directors, talk. And sure enough, you know, I, I look over my shoulder and I'm like, those people look familiar. And I'm, you know, eight different NBA, current NBA officials are sitting over there and I'm, you know, I'm in awe. I'm like, you know, I see these people on, on TV all the time working these games and I watch, you know, kind of what they do and it's cool to see them in person we had a social that night as well and it was cool that you know they they weren't they weren't stuck up they weren't you yeah. know just because they're NBA officials and they make you know some good money right they were there as if you know they were they were one of us which interacting which you know at some point they were probably where we were at right you know? right and, and so they get it was it. it was cool to it was cool to interact with them make some make some really good connections um yeah so i came came away with it you know so i guess you went from let's see uh, s'mores at Camp Tecumseh to cocktail hour. Yes. For this camp. <laughs> that's yep. quite, that's I've, quite I've a, aged a little bit you, since then. You, you've grown out of the s'mores and the campfires and you went right to right right, right to social hour. So it's fun. As a mom, you know that uh, Jim and I, uh, we're very proud of you just with whatever you do. But we know that you have a passion for both of those. So it was fun when you came home. I'm like, I want to hear about it. And, and I think people will find it. It's kind of behind the scenes. Um, that people just don't always um, know about what's going on, and you see those official, you know, the officials out there all all the time. So, um, anything else that? Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna add to that point. It's you know, it's crazy how much you know, how much, how much officials get downed on, and you know, oh, they make bad calls, and oh, they do this and they do that wrong, and it's you know, right. a lot of blame gets put on. They're they're almost the scapegoats. Right. 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 Um, when you know a lot of people don't know what what goes through the mind of an NBA official and how you know I mean how intricate you know it, the there whole there are thing a lot is. of working parts. I mean, yeah. I mean, they told us you know you should you should leave a game mentally drained. You know, mm-hmm. you're physically you know you're not run, you're running up and down for two hours. Right, right. You get some breaks in there, but they said you should you should leave the court mentally drained because. You're thinking of all the little things that people on TV don't realize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think, oh, well, he just makes a bad call. A lot of times people don't really even know the rule. Right. You know, so they right. want to argue a call because of what they think is the rule. Little, little do they know there's fine, you know, fine print in the rule book that these guys know that, you know, a lot of a lot of the common people wouldn't know. Right. So I, I think referees in all sports, and I've, I've had my fair share of, you know, where, oh, that's a bad call and, you know, this and that, but... I mean, talking with some of these officials, it's it's unbelievable what, what goes through their mind and, and, you know, the mental capacity they have, um, you know, to be able to do this job. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it you make good money, right, but for good reason. You know, there's right. – these people aren't just, you know, scrubs off the side of the street. They they have perfected the craft. Right. And it's, it's, it's cool to see, and hopefully I can – you know, attain that someday. And as a parent, you know, your dad and I attended many baseball and basketball games. And you think about back then how, and, and we were not 
you know, we never really right. yelled at the referees. There were some parents to do, as you know. Yes, I know. And, and now I have a whole new respect for it because... Yeah. That's And we went to a game, friends of ours were playing, so we went to see him play high school ball, and you happened to be officiating that game. And it, it's just, as a parent, then I'm up there going, you know, I'm wanting to say something to that fan because that's my son out there that, you know, but you, you don't do that. But it's, again, and it's just the respect, but it, I have a whole new respect for it yeah. because... Um, you know, I know what goes on behind the scene now, and yeah, um, I don't want you yelling at my son that way anyway. So, anyways, thank you. I'm, yep. bu- I'm glad good, we could good sit down have, and talk about it. Yeah, a bit. it's good to have you back uh, back home in Indiana, and now to be back off to the golf course for a few days and yep. back to a maybe. little custom fitting for Callaway, yep. and maybe back to, to Atlanta. Atlanta. There's there's one thing about it. This this boy doesn't slow down, so that that's a that's a good thing. And so, um, thank you. Yeah, I, thanks for that, having me on. Yeah, that, I enjoyed I, it. I learned some things here. Um, thank you to you as well. I I just can't thank um, all those listeners. You've been so so uh, supportive of me. And just remember, you can always go to my website, mimipiercedesigns.com. You can subscribe there, or you can subscribe to my podcast. Um, a lot of different uh, podcast platforms carry mine so uh, just uh, go to your favorite platform and I do appreciate it. I hear from a lot of you often and it's just so uplifting um, to get the positive comments you know we go a little bit of everywhere one week I might be talking about decor one week I may be sharing you know this behind the scenes with Corbin but uh, you know we're out there and we enjoy doing it also don't forget my I just got a new stock just ran up to the goat milk farm <laughs> simple goodness up in Elwood and picked up a whole new supply of we were getting Getting low on Wonder Hill soap, um, but you can always get that online at MimiPierceDesigns.com. Go to shop, or if you're in the Martinsville area, uh, you can shop. Go to um, Celebrations Boutique, and they have some different hours now because I had someone go to purchase some today and they weren't open. Uh, but um, definitely, you can go to my website if you can't get to Martinsville. We have the two uh, different soap lines. We have lotion, and in Martinsville, we have the bath bomb. So. Go. You like the Wonder Hill, don't you? Nice, do. refreshing. I love it's it. not just necessarily a, a girly, girly no, smell. It's no. very, very fresh. And then next week, yes, I am so excited. I know this guy is probably just going to just take over, and I can't wait. Next week's show is Kevin Freeman from JDK, the Gem Den. Deb and Kevin show on WFMS radio and he and I go way way back and so I think it's going to be fun um kind of going behind the scenes getting a different look because you know I get the Jim Denny look a lot but you know maybe I'll get the the perspective of Kevin Freeman uh, of that show so that'll be fun so thank you thank you thank you Corbin go have some fun go play a little golf or do something fun and um in the meantime 